Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Purple Splash. Uh, I'm very happy that I'm with Jose Martins today. Hi, Jose. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. So how are you as well? Also good. Thanks. Excited to have you here with us. Um, so uh, before we start our, our conversation or our talk, uh, can, you, can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Who are you and what do you do here at TalkDesk? So, yes, so I'm José Martins, as you probably already know. Um, I'm engineering manager on a, a very special team. Uh, it's uh, support tools, and uh, I, I really enjoyed the, the, the environment and to work with these guys. They are very special. And uh, this is uh, what I try to do, to make sure that uh, everything is at their best, to, um, to make sure that they also deliver uh, their, their, their best. It's cool. Um, I know that you really like uh, people and uh, understanding how, you know, they live and how they act. Uh, what's like the best thing that you've learned about your team outside work, but how how are things in a remote environment? Well, um, it's it's very interesting because uh, I met my team uh, during remote work. So none of us knew each other uh, personally. And uh, um, it was very remote. We actually had the opportunity to have um, to to have a team building that was uh, uh, in in loco, um, and uh, we got to get together and to, to know a bit a bit further with each other. I, it's very interesting because we are very far apart from each other. So some are very from the north of the country, others from the the, the center, from Lisbon and also one of them from uh, Madeira. And uh, this cultural clash between each other um, really exposes some of our differences and to, to, to learn on them. So to have this shared and to have a very relaxed environment where we could have this exposed was very interesting to, to watch and observe. Again, uh, this is what uh, mostly I, I take. I like to, to observe and to influence and to promote um, these sharings and to make sure that people get to know each other. Yeah, it's it's very important, especially in days like ours. Um, but it's uh, I don't know, like, do you study uh, like sociology, psychology? I don't know. Do you study any of those uh, of those fields? Um, I'm a casual reader, so um, okay. here and there I like to, to have some workshop related with uh, um, emotional intelligence and other soft skills, so I try to get informed. I have the, the bliss of being married with uh, um, a person that is very interested in the human behavior, so that's Yes, positively influences me <laughs> to um, to have an, an extra help and to to have a deeper thoughts on on that field. So so yes, but it's something that I always always drove and always accompanies me uh, around my life. So I try to understand what makes things work, what works best. Communication is a, a very favorite topic of, of mine. It's a very interesting and deep topic. Yeah, and it's very important, actually, and sometimes uh, people don't pay enough attention to it. Um, yeah, but uh, what do you what do you do um, in your free time that, you know, makes you focus and be present and, you know, what do you like to observe? 
Um, I like to observe, uh, to read uh, from the from people what they don't expli explicitly tell you. So uh, there is a very interesting field on the, the body movements and the body behavior. And it tells us a lot of uh, things that sometimes we don't even want to share. <laughs> and it's being exposed blindly on the um, on the on our movements on the way we, we we talk and there's also a lot of things that we can do in our movements and how we present ourselves to influence and to uh, make sure that our communication works best so um, by mimicking the other party and to to make sure that they feel understood um, this also uh, ensures that the message that we want to share and we want to pass to the other side is correctly under, understood. And there's a lot of things happening and uh, it's very, it, at parties, it's very interesting to watch. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> a bottle of fun. It's of course that you already know my next question, which will be, <laughs> please tell us what are the signs that we be should, that we should be aware uh, when talking to someone? Like, What do people do if they're feeling uncomfortable or, you know, lying? Tell us um, what you know. Well, I think I would start with uh, why do we communicate? So we communicate to share the message. And honestly, everyone wants to have their, their message communicate as well. I want to make sure that you understand what I, I'm talking about. So um, starting with that, The, the first feeling in thinking on the other side is to make sure that they feel understood. So that when I'm sharing the message that I want to share, that the other person um, uh, truly understands and uh, uh, feels uh, the, the empathic feeling of, the, um, of, of this communication. So there are subtle things like, if I know there is something conflictuous between us, then I will try to mimic you. I'll try if you have a different uh, a given pose or a given uh, twitch on the movement like uh, raising your hand or touching in your hair or doing some kind of movement you will mimic that consciously so you'll do it in on purpose so that the other person reads okay this guy is one of that one of mine this guy is like me he's thinking like me so you're positively influencing the other person Uh, understanding better what you are sharing. This is what I find very interesting in communication because it depends not only on the message and on the, the, the listener, but also on who uh, and how the, 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 the communicator behaves and uh, presents himself. But isn't that a little mm, away from the truth? Like, for instance, if I do that... Uh because that's the way that I am and I do it naturally, it will send a message, like, for instance, myself, like, I, I move a lot. I'm, you know, I talk yes. a lot with my hands <laughs> and I'm always all over the place. Um, but, well, maybe that's because, uh, you know, I, I get uh, anxious or, I don't know, I get even uncomfortable with this. But it's also because, you know, I do move a lot. So, um, so that what you're saying is that, like, For you to engage with me, you should also try to move a little more. Is that yes, it? Yes, exactly. Okay. So if I if I notice that you're not understanding my message, if mm -hmm. you, you're not getting the point where I want to, to get at, then I will copy you. 
really a copycat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and to be like you. If I want to, for instance, influence, if we have a good engagement and we understand each other, even if we have opposite opinions, but we get to 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 have some common understanding, then I can do something quite opposite, but it works as well. So if you move your arms a lot, then I can sit still and <laughs> talk while sitting still and so talk slowly with a calm voice and suddenly you on your side will feel more relaxed and, <laughs> and peaceful. Or not, I'll get more stressed. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. So it's all yeah. a matter of observing and and, uh, and watching. So communicating is not only um, uh, sending, it's not uh, a unidirectional way. It's not the way, one way only, but it's both ways. So I need to look at you and to observe you to understand is my communication being effective or, or not? So there's a lot of things here to, to understand and to, to watch. Absolutely. But I, I did like that trick. I think I'm going to try it from now on. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, and what more? Um, I don't know. You know, uh, those things that when people say like, when you touch your nose, it means something like this. Or do you know any other tips like this one? <laughs> there's a favorite of mine is uh, uh, when there is a group of person uh, of persons uh, having a conversation and there is one person that um, is holding their opinions back and yeah. they cover the, their mouth like I don't want to speak and they put okay. their mouth ahead and you have seen this kind of behavior but it's it's there and immediately I'm thinking, I need to trigger this guy because <laughs> <laughs> I need to make him talk. Uh, he's uh, holding silence and does not want to share. So if we are on the computer, like we are, we are today, I yeah. will message him, look, what are you thinking? Tell, speak now, <laughs> say something um, and, and to trigger like this. That's why people will have their cameras off <laughs> in a couple of years so no one notices. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's easier but it's when the camera is thing. on. Yes. Yeah, of course. But it's it's complex. No, no kidding. Right now, just on a more serious note, but uh, it's really hard to interact with people like with the cameras off. I don't know if, it, if, if there's... Uh, any, I'm sure that there are a lot of good practices for, for this remote environment, but the thing with the cameras, it's, it's, I mean, I feel it like, I don't know, like, am I being too annoying or is my message getting received or is the person, I don't know, like sleeping on the other, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's tricky. Um, you know, it's uh, um, when we are in the group and and talking in the, in the, in the VC in the conference, um, and when I observe that people don't turn their cameras on, um, I tend the first sign is is a feedback. So I read it. Okay, this guy is not comfortable. This guy is doing something else. It's not comfortable with the the, the team or the group, uh, and does not want to share the background, the, his behavior, uh, that he's doing something else and uh, not, don't want to share that he's typing on, on a different email. Um, so the first, it's, it's a feedback. Like we don't have the full engagement of this group of people. This is the, the first feedback. I have the lucky, uh, the luck to, um, that our group, our, our team, um, they always share the camera and they always have the camera on. And that's, for me, again, it's a feedback. Uh, okay, they are confident with their group and they are confident to share 
whatever they're doing, uh, whether they're in pajamas or uh, having lunch or uh, having coffee, they're they're comfortable, and that's good. That's a good feedback. Um, it's it's quite uh, it takes other ways, and um, I try to avoid to say turn the camera on. I try to make it a casual talk and to influence in in other ways because saying strictly turn the camera on it will be too harsh and probably it will have uh, the the opposite the effect. Opposite effect. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah. No, but I, I was I was actually to, I don't know like in in classes or something like this. It, it should have been crazy for teachers, you know, to engage kids and then I don't know. You you do have kids, right? Yes, yeah, so I have I have two, um, one uh, nine years old and the other three years old. And during the the beginning of the pandemic, the the oldest one uh, was starting to have online classes with a group of people, so the teachers that were not comfortable using the the, the computer, and it was quite a challenge for them. And I respect that challenge; it was very hard for them. Um, but uh, it was very interesting. And um, during my work, I was on the same room as uh, my son. So I watched everything that he do. Everything that we do, they do as well. And they were seven, eight years old. <laughs> so whatever we do, like turning off the camera, uh, putting in mute and going do something else, it's very interesting because they did exactly the same uh, thing as we adults <laughs> do as yeah. well. And uh, it was very interesting to, to, to see all these kind of, uh, of behaviors. Was he, he, I don't know if it's he or it's a she. He. It's, it's okay. Matthias, it's a boy. <laughs> Is Matthias uh, already, was he uh, used to, to using computers or was his first time? No, he, he had a tablet, but uh, um, we did, he didn't have um, uh, much use of it. So um, it's some a couple of games and to, to watch some videos, but not uh, a very uh, thorough uh, involvement with computers or something. Actually, we, we had to, to buy a computer for him so that he could have the, um, the classes, the, the classes uh, on his own computer because I needed mine to, to, to work. And uh, uh, he, he got engaged with it very well. Um, I remember that uh, given point is very exploratory and um, uh, he was just experimenting the keys on the computer. <laughs> and I was like in my computer, he was on the other desk and uh, I'd suddenly hear the teacher speaking, but uh, the computer, his computer, like click, 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 click. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> but he was experimenting. He got to, to reach the print screen and to, to do a screen capture of the, um, of the teacher speaking. And oh. suddenly I hear the mouse click, 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 click. What are you doing? So I get up, <laughs> I see, and he was drawing like a hat and some curly hair. <laughs> Stop kids being kids. I was I was very <laughs> I was happy because he was exploring and finding his way to to discover new things. I was having a huge uh, will of laughing. I was yeah. containing this <laughs> laugh, but I couldn't do it at the moment. Of course. And <laughs> It was very, very fun, but he experimented and uh, he, he managed to, to work well with the, the, the computer and to, to sort his way out to the, to the learnings. Yeah, that yeah, that's a that's a good point of it. I don't know, like I I don't have kids. I do have cousins, like little ones, and um, 
I think they struggled to pay attention because it's hard for kids to, you know, to pay attention to a whole class if they're in school. Like, and some kids uh, with a computer get more distracted because, you know, uh, well, it's it's easier even for us. Well, it's harder to, you know, get our eyes all day on the screen. So it must have been challenging. It's it's uh, it requires discipline. Uh, I think for most of us, uh, even as adult adults, the the problem that I observe with that is that the um, the the most of teachers needed to change the behavior and the communication they used to reach and to engage with all the students, whether they are big or small, uh, years old. Um, and this was the main um, the main gap that I observed on the teachers. They didn't knew how to communicate via link, via Zoom, via Teams, whatever it is, and they struggle a lot of that to have the right engagement of the other the other um, of the other parties, so the students, and to make sure that they had the, the, the attention captured and they could share the learnings and to make sure that they are learning. Uh, was interesting to observe as well the evolution of the, the classes from the first classes were that were a complete mess and <laughs> very um, waste of time. But it was part of the learning of the teachers. So they learned how to use this kind of uh, media. And the last classes were very effective. And actually, I quite learned a couple of things uh, <laughs> with them, observing my kids having those those classes because everybody got to learn how to communicate with this uh, medium. And I think that the proof that we have in front of us is it's possible. It's not the perfect way. It's not the perfect scenario. Yes, it's not, but it's possible. And we can work around and we can get through it and we can learn and do very interesting things with these uh, kind of limitations. I love that positive vibe of you. I love, love it. <laughs> it's true. It's it's very important to to keep it, you know, light and positive. So that's that's great. So I need to ask you: um, Did you learn or did you start any new hobbies on uh, on the pandemic? Well, my hobby during the pandemic was making sure that the family got intact because it was very challenging <laughs> for everyone. Um, uh, there were a lot of things that we needed to pause uh, during during the pandemic, but um, I have a couple of them that I ensured and make sure that they were kept present. Like I have a couple of plants. I have the, an outdoor uh, garden. So um, and it's I for me in these those tough moments. I just go outside and water them, change plants from one side to the other, <laughs> change pottery, <laughs> and just do stuff with the, the the earth and the plants and whatever it is. I've heard that you're good with bonsai, right? Well, um, the 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 measurement of good is how long they survive. <laughs> Well, I think that you'll be better than me because I never kept one longer than a month. It's it's very there are a lot of different ways to kill a bonsai. Yes. <laughs> I know them all. <laughs> yeah, so that it's 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 um uh, very common and uh, unfortunately it's it's uh, it's hard for the bonsai. <laughs> but they're yes. plants so they replicate uh, quite easily. But but yes, I got um in the mood for uh, for bonsai when there was uh, a dying bonsai in my parents' house that my brother uh, left unattended for too much long, <laughs> too much time. So I observed it and I thought, I'm going to save it. I'm going to, to rescue this bonsai. This was uh, 15 years ago, 
approximately. And uh, I took the bonsai to my house. I was living in in um, a student's uh, apartment. And I took care of it. It grew, it survived, and from the sprouts of the, the bonsai, I started to cut them and to uh, grow some new bonsai. So I grew some from scratch, which was very gratifying and very interesting to observe. It was, um, for the readers that know bonsai, it was a ficus, so it's very easy to, <laughs> for, for, to, to, um, to multiply them, to, to grow them uh, back. But um, nonetheless, it was very interesting to see uh, pot after pot, um, watching them grow and to see a new plant being formed and to know that that plant um, grew with you uh, from yeah. scratch from 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 beginning and uh it was from when i started eventually i got moved to uh with my family to an uh, an apartment with two cats and the cats have a different hobby uh, which was to eat the the the, the leaves from the bonsai <laughs> and Oops. they killed my bonsais and i need to stop for a quite a while Oh. And now I'm growing them back again. So I started again. Um, I have uh, a, a tiny bonsai florist in a pot. So it's uh, it's a one pot florist. But uh, it's there since I moved to this house and, uh, and uh, still surviving. So I think that the measure of success is there. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, is there any tip that you want to share for those? Well, um, there's, there are two tips. Um I had a workshop uh, from Luzo Bonsai, and uh, it's uh, they they are the best in Portugal for for bonsai, and they had a workshop that they do uh, once or twice a year. I think it's once a year because it is uh, um, uh, given um, on a specific time of the year. So it's when the the trimming of the bonsai is made because that's what we learn at the the workshop as well. So. It, I totally recommend to, uh, uh, to be uh, aware of it uh, on their site. They, they promote it occasionally. Uh, and it's the first tip. It's to learn from the best. And okay. they, they have, it's very easygoing. They are very friendly. They have this huge uh, space full of bonsai. It's a very different species. It's very beautiful to watch. Even just to visit, it's very good. Um, Where is second, it? It's uh, it's on the, the um, south of uh, Tejo, um, and I, it's uh, they have this um, growing space, um, and uh, they they do their workshops there as well. I need to do I think one hour of uh, in car <laughs> to go there. Okay, but it's totally worth it. It's uh, it's 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 worth the the staying if you need to go from farther. Um, and uh, it's it's uh, really an opportunity. Yeah, I, I I was given one in my birthday. I think it's that brand, Luzo Bonsai, right? Yeah. yeah they're very good. Luzo Bonsai, well, they're well, very good. It depends. Well, I thought that, you know, <laughs> good has different measures. So I know I kept the bonsai. He's a little dry, but I'm, you know, hoping that someday he will, you know, the, reborn from the ashes <laughs> it's it's uh, having a bonsai it's because a bonsai have uh, uh, this um, philosophy because it's um, uh, a tree in a pot this is what bonsai means and um, it means a lot of things that uh, a tree you ever seen a tree growing naturally inside a house no because they naturally grow outside the house 
But uh, um, why do we keep them in, in house? Because some species come from a more tropical weather. So that's our house, it's more tropical weather. So they are fond of, uh, these species are fond of, uh, of the indoors. So this is the first, th first thing is, do you have, will you have it inside or outside? This is the first question you should ask. And the second is uh, a bonsai that never grows uh, too much because they are trimmed in two sides, in the plant, in the, in the leaves, so in the, in the top side, but, but also underground. Their roots are trimmed as well uh, every two years, one or two years, something like that, um, so that they don't grow. This balance between the, the, the roots and the top side of, the, of the, the plant, this is the balance that we need to respect and to keep. If none of them grow too much, grows too much, the other will, won't grow either. It's, uh, it's this balance that we need to, to keep. Wow. So that's why we have um, very small roots on a bonsai, because if they are small, the top part won't grow either. And to have, have them small roots with little uh, soil on the, the pot means one thing, we need to keep it uh, moist. So we need to water it with small amounts of water very frequently. And this is an opportunity because it's an opportunity to, for us humans <laughs> to um, practice discipline and to make sure that, okay, let's go there. Not, I wouldn't say every day, that's a bit too much, but every other day, I think it's enough for most plants to be there. Did, did I water the, the bonsai yet? Yes or no? So let's do it frequently and to have this uh, frequency on, uh, on taking care of this plant is really that nurtures us uh, the, the habit of doing some things frequently. If you pass the three weeks, you're safe to go. This is uh, the, 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 these three weeks are more or less the benchmark when you have an, an habit established. Well, so I'm finishing this episode because I need to water my plants. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quite opportunity. <laughs> It is, it is. No, thank you. I love that explanation, actually. Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm feeling bad right now. I think that I'm going to water the plants, really. <laughs> glad that my sharings uh, will have some, some insightful purpose. They did. They did. Absolutely. And uh, it was great talking to you. Um, you. Please, you know, come back anytime you want for more tips on uh, how to live a good life, because uh, I think this was uh, my lesson from today's episode. <laughs> Very good to have this positive feedback and to have this uh, positive learning on your side as well. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jose. Thank it was you. great. And see you next time. Thank you for the opportunity. See you next time. Bye.